0: Scripture reading, Mark 5, 35 through 43. While he was still speaking, there came from the ruler's house some who said, Your daughter is dead. Why trouble the teacher any further? But overhearing what they said, Jesus said to the ruler of the synagogue, Do not fear, only believe. And he allowed no one to follow him except Peter and James and John, the brother of James. Tamantha Kumi, which means "Little girl, I say to you, arise, and immediately the girl got up and began walking, for she was of twelve years of age, and they were immediately overcome with amazement, and he strictly charged them that no one should know this, and told them to give her something to eat, the word of the Lord) <laughs>
1: Welcome, everyone, to The Painted door. If you're new, my name is Mark. I'm one of the pastors here, and this is a special Sunday, as I'm sure you've noticed. It's Children's Sunday. Caitlin mentioned that we are planning to do this on every fifth Sunday going forward. Uh, that means probably about five times a year, which is great, so we'll get better at it and figure out how to do this. And the purpose is not so much to give our children's workers a break, though they certainly deserve that. Uh, the purpose is really focused on these little ones who are sitting here in the front row. We have a likely scenario playing out over the course of our near future, which is that the number of small people in our congregation is going to grow. We've done some careful research of tummies, and the results are in. It appears as though that's going to be the case. And so as this population of short people increases in our number, we want to be very careful to include them and value them as part of our local church family, as an essential part of our Church body. And so, doing this here, having these little ones sit here in front, is a way to honor them and value them. Also, it's very good for you all to learn how to receive God's word through preaching, uh, which is a normal part of the Christian life and a very important thing to learn as you all will be transitioning soon from the children's rooms into this main room for the teaching portion. Uh, Of our service. So it's good to get used to hearing preaching and get ready for that. So I'm going to try and preach directly to you all. Lastly, the purpose of this is for all of us to see that the same gospel nourishes every one of us, nourishes every believer, no matter the size, no matter our age. And so um, that's the thinking behind it. And so little ones, I have an important task for you as we begin, I need each one of you to think of a secret. Can you think of a secret that you know? It could be a secret about what you had for breakfast. Maybe you stole an extra piece of bacon when dad wasn't looking. Or it could be a secret... About your parents. Maybe you caught them kissing in the kitchen. Each other. (laughs) Or maybe it's a secret. (laughs) Maybe it's a secret about a pet. Maybe your cat pooped on your sister's pillow. And you never told her. Okay, everybody got a secret in your mind? Okay, now by a show of hands, does anyone want to share their secret with the whole church? <laughs> Come on, I thought the most fun thing about secrets was telling them, isn't it? Isn't that the most fun thing about secrets? Well, it depends on the secret, right? Well, I okay, I have a secret. I have a secret that I can tell All of you. This is a secret from 30 years ago. 30 years ago. That's like when Jesus was around. It was when I was your age, more or less. And I was, on one day in particular, running with scissors while shooting rubber bands, while jumping on the bed. And do you know what happened? I got a giant hole in the back of my neck. That's what happens when you do all of those terrible, awful things. And so there's this hole now in the back of my neck that if I'm careful and go at just the right angle, I can still open it up and reach all the way through the back of my neck and out my mouth. Do you believe me? No! No! (laughs) (laughs) Well, then I'm going to have to prove it to you. So I prepared something special to be able to prove this secret to you. I went out and found a little egg in the bird's nest behind our house, and I carried it inside, and I painted it. I painted it with Easter colors because we are in Easter season. And if I get the angle just right, I can put this egg through the back of my neck and bring it out my mouth. Are you ready? Here I go. Thank you, boys. (laughs) That's my secret. Secrets are very fun to tell. But there are some secrets, there are some secrets that are better left untold. There are some secrets that have to stay secrets. Because some secrets could hurt someone, right? Some secrets maybe could hurt someone's feelings, like the other day, my family's littlest person, he goes by the name of Bodhi, he decided to share a secret with us. And this was a secret about how we all rank in his love order. <laughs> and so he started by saying, the lowest on the rank is Dexter our dog which we were all very relieved to hear but then slightly above Dexter was rock climbing which you know we threw that in there our family goes rock climbing from time to time then it was Micah sorry bud then it was Avery then it was Fiona Oh, it was Fiona before Avery. Okay, then it was then it was Mom, then it was Dad, (laughs) then it was Bodie, (laughs) and then it was Oz. Which I'm sure the divulging of that secret is very happy news for Oz. But Oz, contrary to what he believes and where he regularly plays, is not a member of our family. (laughs) So imagine how that made Bodhi's mom feel, who was fourth on the list. Fourth, your own mother, Bodhi. Some secrets are better left untold, some secrets are good to keep as secrets. And do you know who had a secret that he needed to keep as a secret? Jesus. Did you know that? See, Jesus was God, but when he came down from heaven to the earth, he didn't want anyone to know that for a while. He wanted to keep it a secret that he was God. That's a pretty hard secret to keep, isn't it? If you were God, just try to play along. If you were God, do you think you'd be able to keep that secret? That would be so hard, right? Jesus had power. He had special power. He could turn water into wine. So it's likely that he could turn water into ice cream, too. If you had the power to turn water into ice cream, do you think that you'd be able to keep that secret? that you were God. No, this was a very, very difficult secret to keep. And on top of that, Jesus could do other things too. He could heal people who were sick. So if you're able to heal people who are sick, wouldn't you go around healing everyone who was sick? Um, Perhaps. <laughs> Perhaps. Some of the kinder people in the front row were an emphatic, yes, my son was a maybe. So for Jesus... <laughs> It was a yes. And so he went around healing people who were sick. Now it became very difficult to keep a secret that he was God when he was healing all these people who were sick. And one day, a man came to him, a man named Jairus, and he threw himself at the feet of Jesus, and he said, Jesus, will you come heal my little baby girl? My little daughter, she's 12 years old, and she's very sick. Will you come heal her? Now, Jairus was a very important man in his town. He was one of the pastors of his town. And so for him to throw himself at the feet of Jesus in that way, to be embarrassed in that way, that was a big deal. He really wanted Jesus to come and heal his little girl. And so Jesus said, yes, I will come with you. And they began to make their way to Jairus' house where this sick little girl lived. But as they were going, a woman in the crowd snuck up behind Jesus and touched his robe. She'd been sick for many, many years. And she believed that if she could touch the robe of Jesus, she would be made well. And she was right. As soon as she touched Jesus' robe, this sickness that she had had for 12 years was gone in an instant. And now this woman had a secret. She'd gotten away with it. No one had seen her touch Jesus' robe, and now she was well, and she began to slink away quietly in the crowd. But Jesus had felt the power of healing Go out of him. And so he asked, Who touched me? And the woman was caught. And she came clean. And she admitted, It was me. It was I who touched you. And she came and threw herself at the feet of Jesus and pleaded for mercy, just like Jairus. She wanted so much to be healed. She wanted so much to be rid of this disease. She was pleading with Jesus to uphold her healing, to uphold her health, to keep her healthy and strong. And Jesus said to her, yes, your faith has made you well. Because you have trusted in me, because you've put your faith in me, Jesus, you have been made well. And then he said something else to her, and this is very important. He said to her, go in peace. Do you know what that means? Do you know what peace means? Do you know Micah? Yeah, not evil. That's a pretty good start. (laughs) Peace is this sense that everything is going to be okay, that everything is going to be good. Do you know the feeling that you have when your mom or dad makes pancakes for breakfast? Yeah, You know the feeling when you don't run out of syrup? There's plenty of syrup. Maybe mom and dad went to Costco, and there's just an overwhelming abundance of syrup in the house. And maybe then they tell you that after pancakes, you'll be allowed to play Legos or Xbox or go read a book or whatever your favorite thing is to do. Peace is kind of like the experience of that, except for the peace that Jesus gives just lasts no matter what's happening. In other words, you get that feeling of everything being okay even when it's not okay. You get pancake feeling on shredded wheat day, right? (laughs) Jesus says to the woman, go in peace. Even if your sickness comes back, you'll have peace. Everything will be okay, even if you face this horrible sickness again. Well, while Jesus is saying this to the woman, some messengers from Jairus' house arrive on the scene with very bad news, and they tell the crowd, they tell Jesus, they tell everyone listening that the little girl has died this 12-year-old girl that Jairus had come to plead for healing for, it's too late. And the messengers say, don't bother Jesus anymore. She's already died. Let the teacher alone. But Jesus says, no, only put your confidence in me, he tells Jairus. Only put your faith in me. And he agrees to go with Jairus anyway to the home where this little dead girl is. And as they get closer to the home, they can hear lots of people there who are crying and weeping and mourning because this little girl has died. And we read in the Gospels that when Jesus entered into the house, he said to them, why are you making a commotion and weeping? This child is not dead, but only sleeping. Jesus says she's not actually dead. She's only sleeping. See, Jesus knows a secret. Jesus knows that he is God. And he knows that for God, making a dead person come alive again is as simple as waking someone up from sleep. Have you ever woken someone up who was sleeping? Don't ever do that again. (laughs) (laughs) You know what that is. Maybe you wake up your mom or you wake up your dad or you wake up your sister or your brother or your dog, right? Jesus says, I'm going to wake this little girl up from the dead, And then he does just as he said. He goes into her room, he takes her by the hand, and he says, Wake up, little girl. And she does. She gets up from the dead and starts walking around as though she was never dead. And everyone there is overwhelmed and amazed by this amazing act of Jesus. But now there's a problem. Because everyone has seen Jesus raise a girl from the dead. How is he possibly going to keep the secret that he is God? If you saw Jesus raise someone from the dead, you would know instantly his secret, right? You would know this person is not a normal person. This person is God. This person has power that only God has, and you'd begin to tell everyone about it. Jesus is trying to keep the secret. And so we read in the Gospels, he strictly charged them that no one should know this and told them to give her something to eat. He says, don't tell anyone what I've just done. Feed the girl. She's been through a lot. Give her a meal. But don't tell anyone that I've raised her from the dead. The question is, why doesn't Jesus want anyone to know that he's God yet? Why doesn't he want anyone to know that he raised this girl from the dead? Well, remember what he said to that woman after he healed her? He said, Go in Peace Remember If word starts to get out That Jesus is the sort of person Who can heal the sick And even raise the dead Then everyone From miles around Is going to flock to Jesus To get their healing To get their resurrection But listen to this This is very important Jesus didn't come to the earth to heal people who are sick. He came to the earth to give everyone peace. Do you understand the difference? Remember, peace is something that you can have even when you're sick. Peace is something you can have even when you die, even when you're dying. Jesus actually came to the earth himself to die. He came to show us that his peace is stronger even than death. That when he is going to die, he can still have peace. He can still have that sense that everything is okay. That he is safe even when he's dying. That he's safe even when he's sick. This is the great secret of Jesus, that he's not a savior who rescues us from being sick. Who wants to get sick? Anyone want to get sick? No. no. Who's going to get sick? Anyone going to get sick? No. Yeah, probably. Sorry, mom. We all get sick at some point. Jesus didn't come to save us from getting sick. He didn't come to save us from having to go through the experience of dying, but he did come to give us peace through all those things. We can know that Jesus is with us no matter how hard life gets. You belong to Jesus. You are his little children and he will never leave you. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for these children. We thank you for the gift that they are to our individual families and our collective church family. And we pray your blessing and protection over them. We pray that you would minister the life of your son to them as they sang, and that you would fill them with your spirit, that you would give them your peace, that they would live life in the confidence of faith, knowing that you are with them and that you hold them in your hand. We ask it in Christ's name.
0: Amen.